Bretto, the Wellness Base Camp hits your hometown of Adelaide this weekend. Oh, I'm so pumped, MP. The Brisbane Base Camp was a sellout and the feedback was inspiring. Christine said, keep up the incredible work and energy. You made me feel so, so good. Kira said, I loved all the speakers and the vibe in the room and there were so many aha moments. And Lauren said, no matter how many times I hear each of these people speak, I learn new things and always have action steps to take away. Oh, how inspiring is that, MP? It's great to see this event making a real shift in people's lives, Bretto. So jump on board for Adelaide folks, Kim Morrison, Damien Christoph, JP and Andy from Smashed Avocado, myself and the hometown hero, Brett Hill. Oh, MP. The Wellness Base Camp, Saturday, April 7 at the Arca Bar in Adelaide. Two for one tickets available with the code COUNTDOWN at thewellnessbasecamp.com on Eventbrite or search for the Wellness Base Camp Adelaide on Facebook. The code again is COUNTDOWN with the tickets available at thewellnessbasecamp.com on Eventbrite or by typing the Wellness Base Camp Adelaide on Facebook. TheWellnessCouch.com, streaming wellness into your lives. Sit back, light the fire, kick your shoes off, because it's time for That Paleo Show with your favorite caveman, Brett Hill. Welcome to That Paleo Show, making the paleo lifestyle easy and accessible for everyone. I'm Brett Hill, and this week I'm joined by one of my favorite local paleo people, Stacey Kirsch. Now, Stacey believes in living a healthy, that living a healthy lifestyle begins with maintaining a strong and fit body and by incorporating whole foods and good movement. Her aim is to help you identify fitness and food goals and design an exercise program and meal plan that fits your needs and guide you through every exercise, every workout. Her holistic approach to fitness and health will have you feeling great and seeing results in no time. And Stacey lives the, walks the talk. She has had some amazing results in her own life with her, with herself and also with her clients. So welcome to the show, Stacey. Thank you. I'm glad to be back. It's been a while. I know. Well, it's good to have you on. So tell us about yourself, Stacey. Tell us about your journey because you have, you know, I've seen you before <laughs> and after pictures and they're quite extraordinary and I didn't know you when you had the, the real early before pictures. Mm. And so tell everyone a little bit about your journey. Yeah, so... Um, I guess, uh, you know, it goes back to I was diagnosed quite some time ago, probably 15 years ago with fibromyalgia and chronic fatigue. And that really sucked because being, um, I guess, that A-type personality, I was doing stuff. Um, and then for my body to all of a sudden not let me do what I knew it was capable capable of, um, you know, depression really set in. It was really terrible. Um, and then, you know, I had to quit working. I was only 26 and I couldn't even work anymore. And I really thought um, I was just in that much pain all the time that I was just headed for a wheelchair. I just, everything that I did just wasn't working. Like I was about to go bankrupt just by forking out any money that I had left on different various forms of practitioners just to make myself get better. Um, so I ended up moving down to Adelaide and it, it took a while for me to find people that um, had similar interests. And Anyway, I found out I had to do IVF to have my first son. So uh, I did, and the first time it didn't work. And so I was going back to use my last egg, and I decided that no, I would, um, you know, work on my diet. Um, I did a lot of work with um, Nat 
Kring Gudis um, with diet and, yeah, you know, lost 10 kilos and that seemed to be enough to actually help um, the second round of IVF work. So that was amazing. But during that pregnancy, whether it was the IVF, whether it was any, everything else that was going on, the pregnancy, I blew up. So I started off being like 90 kilos, so I was already overweight to begin with. Went down to 80 before um, actually conceiving with their second IVF. And by the time my son was born, I was 126 kilos. Mm. I was, you know, I'm only 168 centimeters tall. So that, that was pretty big. I think, you know, I went up to size 20, I think, maybe at some stage. Um, so that really sucked. I just didn't know what to do. I was in so much pain. I ended up having carpal tunnel surgery when my son was only like two or three weeks old because I was just, I was just in, yeah, I was in absolute agony. So to carry him around, I was like picking him up by the scruff of his little onesie, <laughs> like a cat. Um, it was, yeah, it was funny, but terrible also at the same time. And then he, um, my son Victor, he experienced quite a lot of just chronic ear infections his whole first year of his life. And it got to the point where we were in hospital because they thought he had pneumonia and they said well look it's not pneumonia but um i we think he should do six months back to back of antibiotics i'm like no 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 that's definitely not going to happen and you know i've studied natural health for a long time probably since i was 16 um on and off and for some reason with that first child, I was so scared and terrified of doing something wrong that everything I knew and all of my common sense and mum instincts, I just threw out the window thinking that other people should know better. So um, at that stage, I'm like, no, I'm going to take control of this. This is ridiculous. I can no longer keep living like this because I'm in so much pain. What sort of mother am I going to be to this boy? You know, um, And you know, then obviously my lifestyle and of whatever had happened, um, maybe my food choices, who knows, had had that follow-on effect to my son. So we, um, I changed all of our foods and started eating more paleo um, and, yeah, then started to all of a sudden this world in Adelaide opened up with people in the wellness industry. So that's when I met um, you, Dr. Brett, at a paleo talk, um, which was awesome. Then we started having Cairo. Um but yeah, so I think by the time by the time he was three, um, I'd lost sixty two kilos. So pretty much half of me I'd lost. Um, yeah. You know, and because I did it over over two years, and I still couldn't exercise very much because I was still in a lot of pain, and I was on some pretty high painkillers as well. So I was taking like four hundred milligrams, which is your max of tramadol a day, just to do stuff. Um, but yeah, that, so mainly it was just all through changing my diet and we did it fairly slowly. You know, I didn't go paleo straight away cause it would have been a shock to other people in the household. <laughs> um, you know, so we did the thing where we changed to like organic. So we use organic flowers and things like that. And then we slowly started to change to gluten free and then slowly, you know, to paleo, um, yeah, so that was brilliant. So weight loss wise, I did I did awesome, and then all of a sudden, I just got my life back. You know, I was able to start studying full time again and try to finish off my degree in naturopathy. Um, started uh, took over and started running Adelaide Paleo, uh, which is going really well now with the help of Glenn. And the things 
that I'm doing now are just I don't even know how I'm capable of doing them all really well, yeah I do I do look at you and wonder the same thing sometimes Stacey because you are a bit of an overachiever and you know we, we had you on that paleo show I think two years ago I think about episode about yeah. 184 I think I just saw what it was and yeah. so but since then you have done a lot you've been studying naturopathy you've been studying fitness you've been studying all sorts of online. Every time I look at you, you're studying yeah. a different online program of some degree or other. Um, so, how do you fit it all in? You've, you've now obviously got a second child. Well, not obviously, people won't know that, yeah. but you have now got a second child as well. Um, yeah. you know, you've been cramming so much in, Stacey. How do you do it and I how do you know. find the balance? <laughs> Good question. I think um, at that at the last uh, interview that we did, I was just pregnant, you know, so I was just announcing that I was pregnant with my second child, which was a total you know miracle and shock by the way so <laughs> all that all that uh you know Cairo I had and then all of the food and everything I was doing really did a good job on my body because I was not supposed to be able to have children without um I you know you telling me that this stuff should come with a warning I thought that was so amusing. yeah yeah exactly um yeah so uh, how do I fit it all in and what do I do well I think uh, one determination really comes into it, um, and doing doing the things that I really love and want to achieve. So, for example, last year when my son was born, so he was born late April. In February, I decided that I would start studying personal training full time on campus. So I was obviously the only person pregnant, nearly walking around in the gym and studying personal training. So it was pretty funny. I was just waddling around the gym. At, you know, seven months pregnant or something, um, you know, and I was studying uh, nearly full-time at Endeavour at the same time, so, uh, you know, my nutrition degree. So I decided to change from naturopathy to nutrition and do personal training because it just seemed more – made me happy. It made me happier. Nice. Yeah, so um, so I think I just had that just, that just that excitement and drive because I, I finally had this goal that was a bit more achievable and it was making me really happy on the inside that I just kept pushing through. So it was really funny. Um, my, my son was four days overdue and the mid-semester break was coming up. And I'm like, please, please, please be born on the mid-semester break so I don't have to take too much time <laughs> off. <laughs> you know, some of the subjects I was doing were 100% attendance. So, you know, you couldn't even really be sick and get away with it. You really had to have a good excuse to not attend. So luckily for me, my baby was born. Um, I went into uni on the Friday, even though I was four days overdue. I sat an exam um, <laughs> midway through the exam on our break. I'm like, Oh, I think something's going on. Um, yeah, and then he was born that night, and then we had a I had a talk for Adelaide Paleo that I had to go to the next day, and yeah, I had two Stop weeks it. off, and then he started coming to uni with me. I was sneaking him through the back door in his little carrier. Um, <laughs> I was gonna to say, the, did you go to the talk the next day? Yeah. <laughs> I organized it and I didn't want to miss Hayden's talk because it was I knew it was going to be awesome. So I'm like, no, I'll take the baby. <laughs> oh, my God, you're amazing. So I took both boys in that afternoon. Yeah, it was pretty, I was high on adrenaline, so it was fine. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, one of the things you've mentioned there is you, you talked about, uh, you know, your mother instincts and, and I think for, for oh, all yeah. parents, you know, mothers and fathers, I think that listening to your instinct and listening to your gut feel is such an important thing and such an amazing thing. It really is. To do. And, and the other thing you said was just doing, you know, 
being drawn to what makes you happy, and I think it's kind of almost one and the same. So can can you tell us a little bit how you how you got to that position of really listening to your instinct and and listening to what makes you happy? Because I think for a lot of people, they they're not quite sure what that is or how to find that or how to hear that instinct. Mm, yeah, I mean it it was it was really hard, um, and I guess that came into. <sighs> I was always very good at listening to my body anyway because I'd always had some sort of health problem that doctors thought I could just take this and that would make it better. And my body continuously proved them wrong. Um, and I'm like, no, I know something's going on. You know, this is not right. Um, a body should not do this, you know, and the same as what I said, you know, with my son, like, you know, wanting to give him those antibiotics and I just... I just instantly went, no, I don't think that's a good idea. I think that's the very, very last last mm. straw. So I don't know. To get to that point, um, I think I think for me it's something in our family we have always been really good at, but in a way to develop it and the fact that I kicked to the side and suppressed it so much, that was just purely out of fear. I think we are a little bit fear-mongered, especially like mums and dads that are part of like the birthing process and all of those appointments that you have to go to beforehand, they, I think they do um, serve up a lot of fear to either make you do things or, I don't know, to make you be super cautious. Mm. But when we look around um, in health now, that fear that they portrayed in parents um, previously has actually had real repercussions in the world's health today, i.e. peanut allergy. You know, peanuts were one of those foods that you shouldn't eat while you're pregnant because of that bacteria that can grow on them and can cause all these problems. And they now have related to the lack of that food during pregnancy or during those early, um, you know, years of of the birth um, or of the child's growth and development have directly contributed to that increase in peanut allergies now. Um, there was another study or um, like a research survey that came out only last week, I think, and that was talking about how women, even though the information has changed and that the education has been out there and that, you know, public, public announcements have been out there that mums should consume peanuts now, um, you know, during pregnancy to prevent peanut allergies later on in their child's life. Um, are still scared, um, that was the words that they used in, this, in the survey, that they were still scared to do that even though the new education is there to say that, no, it's okay and it is safe. Um, and the other reason was that they still didn't know, so the education was still lacking um, in other parents. So, you know, all that fear that they've instilled in us really has a, a major effect when I really, really believe people need to start listening to themselves more, even if it's not with parenting. Maybe it's to do with exercise. Maybe mm. it's to do with, you know, their diet and food that they're eating. The Most of the things that I say a lot to clients is, you know, um, you know what's going on. You, I, th- I really think that you know what's going wrong with your body and what you're doing that may not be helping that. Yeah. You know, that's the first thing I say. I'm like, I think you know what's going on. <laughs> you know, you tell me what you think is going on and yeah. then we'll see if we can prove that. And um, is that what right. really has driven you, Stacey? Because obviously you've done so much study in nutrition and so much study in exercise and, and obviously coaching and wanting to help clients and you're so passionate about it. You know, is it that 
is that what you want to share with people? You know, that they, their mm. inner knowledge and also, I guess, that, that information and help to remove that fear as well? Yeah, definitely. I just think, um, you know, that people should or could um, go back to using that knowledge that they do have inside, like that intuition. There's that knowledge that's passed down through families. Um, you know, we have a very close, connected family. So, you know, I hear, I know all of our family health history. When I ask some people, some clients, they don't know anything about their family history, you know, at all. Um, but yeah, the one thing that I that I really wish is that people will learn to start taking responsibility for their own bodies again. Don't hand your health off to someone else who doesn't know you, who doesn't know the way that you live or your lifestyle or what you're going through, you know, because they've only seen you for that 10-minute appointment, you know, or yeah. maybe, you know, maybe it's a complimentary therapist that, you know, you've seen for an hour. It's still just a tiny little window when there's so much you can be doing at home, like growing herbs and, you know, taking your kids out to, you know, smell the lavender if they're not going to sleep or, you know, Victor goes out and rubs the rosemary and he's like, this is good for my brain and helps me learn, you know, which is exactly what it's for. <laughs> so, you know, we don't have to be experts in everything, but there's definitely things that we can be doing in our own homes and in our own gardens and, you know, teaching our children just to to breathe properly and to do, you know, deep breathing or be mindful while they're eating at the dinner table. Yeah. All of that helps. And I just think it would be better if it was a bigger part of everyone's life. Yeah, absolutely. So, Tell us about uh, your two children, Stacey, and, and how this, uh, I guess, uh, affects your life as a parent. You know, how do you integrate this sort of knowledge and these sort of teachings? You know, you said Victor already knows about the herbs. You know, how, how do you integrate that sort of stuff into your kids' lives and, and how's that going for you? Yeah, um, and I probably didn't answer your question earlier too about being organized and how to fit it all in. So, this sort of goes hand in hand. So, um, both my children are very different. Victor is four and so he was my IVF baby. So I was very stressed and in a lot of pain during that birth and he he has come out as a very high anxiety, extremely intelligent child. <laughs> Whereas Oliver, and he is just about to turn one, he is the most chilled child slash baby that I've ever met like he actually lays down on the couch with his legs out and one arm cocked back just like yeah everything, <laughs> everything's good like life is good <laughs> um and yeah so teaching them it's a bit harder with Oliver obviously because he's a little baby but he um we just get out in the backyard we have the tiniest backyard and we still grow um fruit and vegetables so um I don't know if anyone's been on my um, one of my Instagrams, but there's a picture of Victor. We just harvest some corn from our backyard and that he's peeling it and pretending to eat it. He won't, but it's good that he thinks he might. <laughs> I, I will count that as a win for me. Um, but yeah, so incorporating it into our, into our lives, I've already always taught Victor um, to be very independent from a very young age. So we never used plastic cutlery or, or plastic plates or glasses or anything like that. He had his own drawer. 
um, which was labelled with a picture and the word for him so he could recognise it and that's got his plates and glasses in it so he could help himself and get him some water from the purifier, et cetera, et cetera. So one is, yeah, teaching them to be very independent and organised and have responsibility for things that are around them in their own lives. That's one way I get stuff done is having the kids be organised for themselves as well. Yeah, I love it. And then incorporating all of the, like, the complementary health, we just have proper, like, we just have real conversations. Um, I, don't, I don't think I talk to Victor like he's a four-year-old. Yeah. Um, you know, when, when it was embarrassing, but when I was pregnant and he was very much part of that pregnancy, you know, every step of it, he came to some of my appointments and it came to the time when I was, you know, getting close to, to giving birth and, he didn't want to go to daycare anymore because he didn't want to miss it. He <laughs> wanted to be at the hospital there with me and um, he just didn't want to miss it at all. And, He's such um, a legend. Oh, he really is. But he was going around telling all the kids in the playground and I could hear him and I was sitting pretty far away, but he was sitting on this big swing telling his best friend, my mum's going to have a baby. It's going to come out of her vagina. <laughs> and I'm like, I turned around to the kid, to his bestie's mum and I'm like, uh, I hope you've had that conversation with him. Otherwise, it might be time we get home <laughs> to have that chat with your child about where babies really come from because um, <laughs> Victor knows. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, they, it's just that. We have, we have proper conversations. So he – we were going through the time when we were, like, toilet training and it was getting a little bit annoying because he just wouldn't go to the toilet. He would hold it and hold it and hold it and hold it until eventually he would just pee his pants. And sorry, Victor, if you ever listen to this when you get older, but it's true. <laughs> yeah, his mates have just like played this for him in his 21st. Oh, I can just I feel it now. <laughs> um, so we watched um, a YouTube video and I think it might have been a TED Talk or something. They do these really good um, uh, comic-style videos and it was about it was about that like what happens you know to your bladder if you're holding your your urine or something like that and it's talked about you know eventually you might develop kidney stones or something like that and the other day that was about 12 months ago and the other day he was like oh mum I've been practicing holding my pee all the time and I've never once got a kidney stone (laughs) (laughs) so he's really yeah I know but um yeah, so having those real conversations and just and just teaching them, you know, that was something that you taught me actually, Brett, in your um, Nourish Without Nagging, you know, tell them about the carrots, you know, like, um, yeah. you know, they'll give you that, you know, superhuman or the super strength, like the x-ray eyes, x-ray vision or something like that, you know, something that's real but will relate more to them. Yeah. Um, so sometimes, yeah, I do tell little fibs, not the truth all the time, but... <laughs> Um, have to make it interesting, but yeah, just but I think real what you're saying is so true. Like, it's amazing how how greater conversations you can have with your kids. And I think so often we underestimate how much they understand and their ability to uh, comprehend yeah. and their ability to apply logic to a situation and their ability to see how it benefits them and, and really sort of comprehend that and get on board with it is is really, I think, far greater than we often realise that it is. Yeah, yeah, I I just cannot believe the concepts that children can comprehend at such a young age you know and Victor has taught me that I'm just like wow 
I can't get anything past this yeah. kid. Like he knows oh. it all and he listens and he will use it in context. I know. They remember um, everything. You know, we just I finally got to take Tom and Charlotte to their first health talk the other week and we went and saw oh, yeah. Cindy O'Meara and it was great. Yep. And like literally we were at dinner, I think the night before last, we were sitting there and uh, Steffi brought out some salt and put it on the table and Tom's like, yeah, salt's really good for your body. He goes, you know what would make oh. that better? is if we put just like a little bit of seaweed in there because this is what Cindy had been talking about at her talk and I'm just like, oh, my God. Like not only do I remember it like a steel trap, but he's all over like the benefits and how it benefits and it was just unbelievable. It was so cool. that's that's awesome. Changing tack a little bit, Stacey, tell us about your yeah. coaching. So, obviously, you know, you're so inspired by your journey and what you've seen with yourself and seen with your family. Um, mm. How do people come and get help from you in terms of your coaching and your exercise, nutrition and all that sort of stuff? Yeah. So, um, because I do a lot of things, um, yeah. there's, quite a few, there's quite a few ways, actually. Um, that's, that's why so, I'm asking because I actually yeah. don't know either because you two do so much stuff. <laughs> so, um, my best friend's actually, uh, she bought a gym recently, um, Satori Women's um, Fitness Center at Unley, uh, Unley Road. Um, so, I actually work there on Saturdays from um, 8 till 12. Um, so, we do personal training there and small group fitness. So, that's what I do on Saturdays. And then in regards to the nutrition side of things, um, because I am studying, I am in a student clinic at the moment uh, at Endeavour College on Curry Street. So we have a public clinic where um, people can come in from the public and have full consults, etc. Um, but for like student prices, so it's quite affordable. Um, and that is on Mondays about uh, 11.30 through to 6 p.m. And then on Tuesdays, 11.30 to 2.30. There's other practitioners there as well but they're the days that I am there for this semester Um, and then I do primal health coaching and personal training sometimes small group out of my own home (laughs) so my garage is like a little mini clinic slash really cool gym nice so (laughs) yeah there's a lot going on there, as you can see. You know, everyone will start to understand. So and, and not only that, but because I realized that you had so much spare time in your day and that, you know, you just needed more stuff to do, <laughs> you're now also helping me on that paleo show, which many people will not know because you're just quietly no. achieving lots of cool things behind the scenes. <laughs> so tell us a bit about that. How's that going? Tell, tell everyone what I'm like as a boss. And, you know, <laughs> no, I'm not your boss. I think you're my boss more than anything. <laughs> That's what I said to someone today. I'm like, oh, well, you know, it's really cool because I get to choose all the people, all the really cool people that <laughs> that Brett gets to interview. So Yeah. Um, tell me where yeah. to be and when to be there and yeah, yeah. exactly <laughs> so well that's been a really cool opportunity I mean it was an opportunity that came up that you put forth to me and I'm like how could I not do that that would be you know that would be awesome to do um, I'm a huge fan of podcasts and using them as a way to you know get information and be educated because any spare time that I have like on the train like just before it's listening to a podcast um so yeah to be involved um you know after already being involved with Adelaide Paleo um you know and going to all your talks and events that um Greenhill puts on to be able to then produce and find yeah all the speakers and do everything that I need to do for that paleo show it's awesome I get to contact and speak to 
so many amazing people um, rather than just annoying them like I usually do anyway <laughs> with questions. So that's probably why I'm good at this job. Um, but, yeah, and, yeah, working with you, Brett's pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll, I'll pay no. you for that later. That's great. Yeah. Thank you. It and, hasn't been uh, too bad so far. <laughs> yeah, and so obviously, you know, if people want to uh, get involved in the show, if they want to suggest people who to be interviewed on the show, oh, that'd be you know, great. if yeah. they want to be a sponsor on the show, you know, all those sort of things, then they can get in touch with us. Um, I can't remember what email I've created for you, Stacey. Uh, producer. Producer. My, my official title. Producer, Producer at, at, at show. That's the one. There yeah. we go. See, I knew you'd know. That's why you're here because you are organized <laughs> and you've got all these things all together. So, um, so yeah. yes, people can contact you and uh, and get in touch if they want to, you know, suggest an interviewer, if they want to uh, become a sponsor, if they want to do all of those sort of cool things or if they've got, you know, stuff they'd like us to come and do and, and you know, proposals mm. and all those sort of things and they can get in touch with that paleo show, which is really cool. So, yeah, Stacey, we've got a couple of minutes left. So, yeah, what's next for you, Stacey? I mean, I feel exhausted just listening to you, but I know that you <laughs> being you, you're not going to just stop and relax and, you know, kick your feet up once you've done what you're currently doing. So, what's no, what's next on your agenda? I bet you've got a whole list of stuff. I do, actually. <laughs> um, so, well, this year, so this year I'll graduate officially as a nutritionist. So, after this mm-hmm. semester, things toned down a little bit on the uni side of things for me. So, that's really cool. So, um, uh, at the moment, in a, in a couple of weeks, I'll actually be um, a volunteer with the Healthy Athletes Program for the Special Olympics that are here in Adelaide at West Beach. Oh, wow. So, cool. yeah, so that's really exciting. I'm pretty excited to be part of that. So, um, yeah, I'll be helping all the athletes go through their um, go through their program and get to see all their specialists, et cetera. And then I'll be helping out at the closing ceremony as well, which is awesome. Um, so there's the Special Olympics. And then basically oh, I, after studying at Fit College with my personal training, I just – it, it opened my mind to so many different ways that the body works. So I'm really, really interested in um, like neurokinetic therapy and rewriting those neural pathways, you know, after injury. Um, yeah, so that's something that I'm looking at doing next along with some trigger point therapy because that's something I use. So even me being a personal trainer, I have a personal trainer. Yeah. So, um, yeah, and he does all of that stuff on me. So I'm sort of learning a bit about that now. But, yeah, what else? Well, you I have You just started actually... CrossFit today. Yes, I know. I just started <laughs> CrossFit today. So I got to meet James, James Newbury. So that was awesome. Um, and then Theo was there from ATP Science. So that was awesome as well. Um, and actually, it's been a bit more on the quiet, but I have actually started working towards my master's in Indigenous Health and Health Promotion. Oh, cool. Yes, that's very cool. So I am, yeah, working towards that because ever since I saw that, um, oh, that documentary, was it Pete's documentary? Pete Evans's documentary, yeah. That was great, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. And they were talking about um, that that foundation or charity hope for health yep yeah so i've been in contact with them because they always look for um nutritionists etc to volunteer their time to go up to um, work at the retreats and everything so um yeah i've been in contact with them and i hope to be able to take the kids up there and do like a volunteer stint 
hopefully sometime next oh, year. I love that. I want to get involved in that too because I just think it's amazing. Yeah. I've done a bit of postgraduate education in Indigenous health and uh, yeah. and I actually did previously do – one of the things I did really early on was did some talks for the Aboriginal Sobriety Group here in Adelaide and that was fabulous. Oh, wow. and just talking about health and wellness and lifestyle and I loved doing that. It was really cool because yeah. you know so much of their history and tradition is so valuable and the stuff that we need to get back to and I think it's such an empowering it? message and it's yeah. – uh, yeah, there's just some really cool stuff that can be done in that space, I reckon. So yeah, keep I me think in the so loop, too. Stacey. That sounds great. Well, yeah, Stacey, thank you for coming on the show today and coming on at late notice and helping me out is, uh, is always appreciated. I'm sure everyone's <laughs> loved getting an update about you and is feeling exhausted by all the stuff that you're doing as I constantly <laughs> am. Um, but, you know, you are uh, available to do all of those different coaching and exercise and nutrition. Um, if people want to find out all about you, the best spot from the go is Wild Origins movementnutrition.com yep. so wild origins origins movementnutrition.com um, and obviously under the same handle on all of the social medias Facebook and Instagram and all those sort of things as well is, is that abbreviated for Instagram or does that all fit in yeah no that's that's all that all the in. same all right. yeah yeah Perfect. and I guess my more my more mum side of the page is the wild origins mama bear so that's nice. the other one Perfect. So check Stacey out. She's doing amazing stuff. I, I can't even fathom where she's going to be in two years, let alone five years or ten years because she's just such a high achiever and always <laughs> learning and studying and doing cool new things and I'll still, I'll ten probably different still be things studying, at once. You know that. So, yeah, I know you will be. <laughs> you will be, but you'll have so much knowledge. It'll be incredible. So thanks for coming on board, Stacey. Thank you for having me. Pleasure. And for everyone else, until next week, join the conversation on Facebook. Give us a five-star rating on iTunes. Join our newsletter list at thatpaleoshow.com and let's help grow the paleo tribe worldwide. Join us next week on That Paleo Show. This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. Whilst the Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of the Wellness Couch podcasts.